Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. We are seeing more and more racism coming from our government. Now, when I say racism, I mean that certain individuals are being given favor or rejection simply based on the color of their skin. For example, Breitbart reports that a Chicago high school is to implement transformative, equitable grading system, which they claim doesn't mean race-based. <laughs> sure it doesn't. The, the move is necessary, advocates say, because the traditional grading practices perpetuate inequities. This is actually from a slide used during the presentation. Students will not be held accountable for missing class. Yes, that's what I said. Students will not be held accountable for missing class, misbehaving in school, or failing to turn in assignments. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about missing class. You don't have to worry about misbehaving in school. And you don't have to worry about failing to turn in any assignments. You're not going to be held accountable for those things. The West Cook News reported on the development by saying that school board members discussed the plan called Transformative Education Professional Development and Grading, or T-E-P-D-G. I don't know, you know, all the acronyms. And they discussed this at a meeting on on May 26th that uh, was presented by Assistant Superintendent of Student Learning, Lori uh, Fiorenza. Now, the plan calls for what OPRF leaders describe as um, uh, competency-based grading, which is eliminating zeros from the grade book. Yes, we we can't have those pesky, pesky zeros. They just, they bring down the average of everybody encouraging and rewarding growth over time, they say. Teachers are being instructed how to measure students' growth while keeping the school leader's political ideology in mind. Wow. So when I'm a teacher and I'm supposed to be grading my students or seeing how how they're growing in my particular subject, I'm supposed to keep their political ideology in mind. Teachers and administrators at OPRFHS will continue to process necessary, uh, will continue the process necessary to make grading improvements that reflect our core beliefs, the plan set uh, says, and it's set to begin the fall of next year. The article notes that according to the Illinois State Board of Education, 38% of sophomores failed the scholastic aptitude test, the SAT test. The failure rate was, get this, 77% of black students. That's over three quarters of the black students failed the SAT test. 49% of Hispanic students, 27% of Asian students, and a quarter of white students. Yes, 25%. Margaret Sullivan, Associate Director uh, at Education Advisory Board, which consults colleges and universities, said teachers have to recognize when personal biases manifest. Get this, get, get this is what she said. Teachers may unintentionally let non-economic or I'm sorry, non-academic fa- factors like student behavior or whether a student showed up for virtual class interfere with their final evaluation of a student. So, 
So it doesn't matter if you don't even show up. It, that, that shouldn't matter whether or not you get a, a good grade or not. Now, Fiorenza called for the change after releasing a report that showed a spike in Fs, <laughs> F grades in the 2021 school year. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we just can't be having this many Fs. It doesn't make us look good. Quote, OPRF's administration will adopt language that makes and keeps the system visible and continues to name racism as a complex interconnected structure, the report said. We must organize and, and recognize the unique challenges faced during the pandemic, intensify the need for systemic approach to confronting the racial and social economic disparities often experienced by our underrepresented student population. <laughs> wow. So let's review. <laughs> the school system is failing and getting worse. So instead of fixing the problem and getting better at teaching kids what they need to know to be successful in life, they take out the consequences of doing poorly. They make it harder to see if kids are actually learning anything or not. Okay, I got it. But this kind of racial nonsense is not just confined to the school districts, no. In an article from May 25th of this year, Heritage.org reports that President Biden's equity action plans reveal radical, diverse agenda. In April, the Biden administration announced a series of wide-ranging equity action plans across the federal bureaucracy, part of the unprecedented push for color-conscious policies that it has actually sought since President Biden's first day in office, believe it or not. The plans, or actually they total 25, violate federal civil rights laws. They also make the government generally much less efficient, awards contracts to uncompetitive un bidders, and they're, thereby wasting taxpayer money, impairing national defense, and, and further hampering the, the drive for excellence or even adequacy, really, in the nation's schools. The plan doubled down on equity measures that are at war with the nation's very ideals and laws. I mean, the word equity itself has come to mean the opposite of, of equal treatment that the law calls for, and now means me measures that the government employs to treat people differently based not on need, but on race, maybe on membership in an ethnic category that the government has created for them in, in the first place, or on a, on a predetermined victimhood status. I mean, Vice President Kamala Harris made the administration's views on equity perfectly clear when she said as a candidate, quote, there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equitable treatment means we all end up the same in the same place, unquote. The action plans are, in fact, so radical that they earned the enthusiastic endorsement of, yes, you got it, the central Black Lives Matter organization, <laughs> wow, which was created, of course, by Marxists who openly proclaim that they want to keep dismantling the organizing principle of this society. I mean, that, those are their words. And it is effective, it, in its effective endorsement of the plan, 
the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation also re um, revealed that that it had been working on the action plans with the Biden team since before Biden's inauguration. The administration's entire equity effort is based on, on an executive order, 13985, if you want to look it up. Um, and it's, it's entitled Advancing Radical Equity and Supporting and support for underserved communities through the federal government, which President Biden signed immediately after taking office, as we said. The radical nature of the um, equity action plans is now discussed in bureau language, fearing that the courts will reject these, these programs as discriminatory and unconstitutional, or that making policy choices based on race, ethnicity, or membership in some pre-selected victim category will be unpopular with the public, the administration has concealed the race consciousness behind such euphemisms as underserved or marginalized and disadvantaged. Of course, all big liberal buzzwords, right? So they, they don't want you to know that this is racism, so they're going to hide it behind these words and basically do the same thing, right? The administration appears to have begun its efforts to conceal race-conscious policies in early 2022. After a year of blowbacks against its early uh, radically explicit approach, the New York Times first reported in the uh, on the change on February 15th of this year when its reporter Lisa Friedman wrote that the administration was using a new tactic in its in, environmental strategy. Quote, worried that using race to identify and help uh, disadvantaged communities could trigger legal challenges that would stymie their efforts, administration officials said that they were designing a system to help communities of color even without defining them as such, unquote. The administration's race-oriented approach becomes very clear when analyzing the 25 Equitable action plans the administration announced on April 14th of this year. The U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, for instance, is setting out to increase fair and equitable opportunities for small disadvantaged businesses, or SDBs, a synonym, of course, for non-white businesses, right? Even though the USDA admits that for the past decade, an average of about 16% of its contracting dollars have gone to SDBs. It says that the USDA can do even more. To do that, the USDA will access, assess and implement available tools to increase opportunities for small business and traditionally underserved entrepreneurs to, com to, to compete for federal contracts. In particular, the USDA will implement and roll out a department-wide goal of 21.5% of contracts going to SBDs, or SDBs, whatever. <laughs> According to the, the Code of Federal uh, Regulations, so, uh, socially disadvantaged individuals are those who have been subjected to racial or ethnic prejudice or cultural biases within American society because of their identities as members of groups and without regard to their individual qualities. There are additional qualifiers for small businesses to be deemed disadvantaged, including both a socially and economic disadvantaged status for a majority of the firm's ownership. The, the federal government similarly defines the term 
underserved communities as populations sharing a particular characteristic, as well as a geographic uh, nature to their communities that have been really systematically denied a full opportunity to participate in aspects of economic, social, or civil life, as exemplified by the list in the preceding definition of equity, right? The word systematically is a tip-off that the white geographic communities, well, no no matter how poor or, or disadvantaged, generally do not count as underserved. The federal government, their, their definition of, of equity, moreover, also sheds light on the term underserved, which includes additional pre-selection identity groups. The term equity means the, the consistent and systematic, fair, just, and impartial treatment of all individuals, including individuals who belong to underserved communities that have been denied such treatment, such as Black, Latino, and Indigenous, and Native American persons, Asian Americans, and Pacific Islanders, and other persons of color, members of religious minorities, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, LGBTQ+, persons, persons with disabilities, persons who live in rural areas, and persons otherwise adversely affected by persistent poverty and inequities. The reasons why the administration must engage in this type of, of subterfuge is, as, as Lisa Friedman stated in, in the New York Times, because the, the courts have struck down color-conscious policies as unconstitutional, because they are. The USDA itself has, was, was the scene of one of the administration's biggest defeats on this front. When a federal judge in Florida blocked the administration from executing white people or excluding white people, not executing them, uh, excluding white people from a loan forgiveness program in June of 2021. Here are just some of the many examples of the Biden administration's attempt to to use the the, the concept of equity as as a backdoor for ideologically driven and, and discriminatory policies. First of all, the top focus of the Biden administration's equity action plans is attempting to increase the amount of federal resources directed to disadvantaged and underserved groups, which has been shown our primary code words for non-white, with the new addition of sexual categories, of course. Many of the uh, equity plans, however, include goals that would lead to de facto racial and, and, and sexual quotas by the prioritizing uh, identity, uh, identity and characteristics over merit. So we don't want to get the, the best person in there. We don't want the, 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 the best company to do the job. We, we just want to check off you know, the, the, the list of, of people that we want in there of a certain race or a certain sexuality. Equity plans by the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Defense, uh, Education, Energy, Justice, Transportation, and Treasury, and others call for steering contracts and other kinds of federal procurements toward the administration's favored identity groups. In the context of hundreds of billions of dollars in annual federal contracting and procurement activity, this contract steering could damage or benefit countless businesses based on the 
immutable characteristics of owners and employees, as well as on personal sexual identifications or orientations. An additional consequence could be that the contracts are awarded to companies that are unqualified to perform the necessary work, resulting in substandard service delivery for the government and and at taxpayers' expense. Similarly, equity plans by the Department of Commerce, Defense, Education, Energy, and the State uh, Department of of State, as well as the National Science Foundation, seek group-based federal uh, treatment in grant and research programs and foreign aid. Some plans include explicitly race-oriented actions. The Department of Education's um, equity plan would earmark resources for educational institutions that cater to racial minorities. The Department of Labor envisions special measures that would steer members of the administration's favored groups into apprenticeships and federal employment. With millions of civilians directly and indirectly employed by the federal government, These job pipelines could easily become a new form of political patronage and and corruption through the the racial spoil system. In addition to steering a variety of of federal benefits uh, and and programs to to favored identity groups, the Biden administration's equity plan also calls for new spending and favoritism for diversity bureaucrats and left-wing activists. The Department of Agriculture, is planning to ramp up diversity training, which has been curtailed during the, the Trump administration, of course, due to the, the just the infiltration of racial and, and diverse doctrines, such as you know critical race theory and things like that. Both the USDA and the Small Business Administration will add chief diversity officers along with accompanying staff, um, instituting the type of identity obsession bureaucracy that has severely damage academia. The Environmental Protection Agency plans to use the rhetorical uh, 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 camouflage of of equity to promote community service and community science, which, of course, entails lowering and, and politicizing scientific standards for the sake of appeasing local activist groups. This is yet another example of the federal government degrading core scientific concepts and rigor in pursuit of political goals. Not content with only empowering racial activists at home, the Department of, of, uh, of States Equity Plan sta- states uh, up front that the addressing systemic racism is a core tenant of President Biden's foreign policy. That's right. That's a core tenant. And that the goals of the executive order that I, would talk, I was talking about, the 13985, will be embedded in all of the department's work, including foreign assistance, foreign policy development and implementation, public de- uh, uh, diplomacy, um, consular, consular service and um, procurement, contracts and grants. The State Department intends to embed racial equity into its public diplomacy through diverse American and foreign participants in those programs to apply the, the, the impact and the reach of diversity, equity, inclusion, and access principles, including racial equity. The Department of Transportation 
and, and their equity plan would micromanage regional infrastructure plans based on the equity concerns of internal diversity bureaucrats. Further, the plan would expand opportunities for environmental activists to delay new infrastructure projects, even though environmental and other reviews already add years of delay and significant costs for the sake of just negligible benefits. In addition to using identity-based favoritism across a, a broad range of federal activities, the Biden administration's equity plan also calls for a raft of, of federally funded research and analysis that would in turn be used to justify additional discriminatory and big government interventions. The the gargantuan Department of Health and Human Services will, will implement equity assessments to determine whether its legion of employees and array of welfare programs are somehow implemented in an unjust manner. The Veterans Administration and the Social Security Administration and the National Sciences Foundation are planning similar assessments. The Social Security Administration is, is a particularly fascinating example here, in fact. Uh, technically, the program is colorblind. It, 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 shouldn't, it shouldn't see race or color. Yet its design causes disproportionate harm to low-income and African-American households due to its differences in life expectancy and the way the program inhibits personal wealth creation. The Biden administration generally sees targeted increase, increases in benefits as a way to address inequality. So basically what they're saying is that they want to give more money up front to those non-white people because they just don't live as long. In reality, this mindset only serves to further entrench uh, dependence on government and, and hinders the development of intergenerational wealth among the very families that that, that sprawling diversity, uh, you know, initiatives have, have uh, sub, they're, they're supposed to assist these people and are not. While reforms that reorient programs like Social Security in the, uh, in the direction of personal ownership and, and autonomy are the best solution, of course, they are extremely unlikely to be recommended by these, these bureaucrats. The, the Federal Emergency Management Agency's equity plan includes promoting changes to the National Flood Insurance Program. Yeah, that's what I said. The plan is badly flawed, using funds from, from taxpayers living in non-flood-prone areas to subsidize and thus encourage people to live in flood-prone areas. Does that make any sense? The equity plan seeks to promote greater subsidies for selected groups, such as communities of color, that participate in the flood insurance program, which would in turn encourage more development in these areas. In the context of the administration's fixation on effects of, of the climate change type things, this would be counterproductive in, in addition to being just simply wasteful and unfair, right? Uh, let's take a look at the Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security was established in, of course, 2002 with a straightforward mission to protect all Americans and safeguard the homeland. The Biden, the Biden administration instead prefers to spread value, spend valuable time and resources to virtue signal, woke ideology, and pretend that it is 
you know, advancing equity and, and addressing the threats that underserved communities face, as the Homeland Security Equity Plan states. The plan repeatedly cites the and prioritizes white supremacy as the most persistent threat to the nation uh, as we know it, setting aside the very real attack under underway at the southern border from the cartels and the trafficking and the, and the smuggling operations, and, 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 and as well as, of course, the terrorist threats. The Homeland Security Equity Plan doubles down on a previous claim from President Biden himself that white supremacy is the most lethal problem that America faces. That's, it's the most lethal problem, he says, that America faces. The Department of Homeland Security's Homeland Threat Assessment section uh, on uh, violent extremism in the United States, which President Biden and other top Democrats, you know, continue to cite as proof of white supremacy being the most lethal threat, was based on a small snapshot of attacks in 2018 to 2019. While the nation witnessed the tragedy in Buffalo, New York on, on May 14th of this year, when a white racist shot dead 10 Americans, mostly of whom were black, uh, there have been other recent attacks by non-white racists. Uh, the the day after that happened, again we we've covered this on on the podcast. The day after the uh, the, the Buffalo shooting, a, a Chinese American man with with an animus against uh, Taiwan went on a shooting spree at at a church uh, uh, attendees um, in in a uh, Taiwanese American church, killing one and wounding five. Black racists have also committed recent atrocities, such as, you know, plowing a car in, into a, um, a, a, a Waukesha Christmas parade in, in uh, uh, December of last year. And the April 22 mass shooting in the New York subway. How about that one? As the Justice Department's own statistics on hate crime show, of the 6,780 6, offenders in, uh, in just last year, 55% actually 55.1% were white, 21.2% were black, and the race of 15.7% were unknown. These numbers demonstrate the obvious, that racial hatred is not the exclusive dominion of one particular race or ethnicity. It it just isn't. While uh, considering equity for minorities, it is important to remember that studies show that mass illegal immigration has a negative effect on income and, and work opportunities for black Americans. While we, And with that in mind, taking resources away from the border and using them to, to counter white supremacy and address barriers for gender and non-binary individuals would not necessarily produce any benefits for American minorities. The Department of Justice, for instance, right? They're, they, The Department of Justice mission and duty is to enforce federal law in a fair and impartial way and neutral and in a neutral manner without regard to people's race or ethnicity or their gender or their social economic status or which community they grew up in or, or where they live now. I mean, it's, it, there's a reason that, that the um, you know, Lady Justice is blindfolded. She's not supposed to see those things. The while, while these these equity considerations are are troubling in any context, they are especially troubling 
in in the in the criminal context so, someone's race or or ethnicity should not be considered i mean when 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 making changes or or plea bargains we we shouldn't be looking to see what race they are no person should be treated more uh, leniently or harshly because of these factors doing so undermines the rule of law and runs afoul to the constitution of course the plan says uh, for them that such equity considerations will also be a factor in the department's financial assistance programs thus rather than awarding grants on a neutral basis they're going to award them based on the color of someone's skin culturally culturally specific service providers will also be favored once again allowing discrimination in federal grant decisions based on just undefined cultural issues rather than the needs all of this is particularly ironic given that a section labeled uh, uh, labeled building on doj's progress the department uh, plan brags that it has been ensuring non-discrimination in federal grants and yet it is now designed to do just that congress has ceded increasingly amounts of power to discretion uh, and discretion to the the executive branch the, our founding fathers did not set things up this way they did not set it up uh, to to have the the federal government be the overreaching uh, institution that it is now congress declared in the in the mid 20th century that color conscious policies are an anathema to the nation's ideals and therefore made them illegal with civil uh, the civil rights blacks uh, act signed by president johnson in 1964 the act finally put into operation the 14th amendment which promised equal protection under the law which was of course adopted in 1868 the biden administration's equitable act plan tramples on these ideals and congress must stop them or in fact we must stop them and that starts with the ballot box now you may agree with me you may disagree with me but i would always love to hear from you at uncommonsensepodcast.com thank you very much for listening this podcast is a production of organite communications